0: Here's
1: Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win! It! They win it! Don't you open your mouth about the best. I'm going to send it for you real quick. L-O-B.
2: Listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game. Not a game. Not a
3: game. We're talking about practice.
4: Lewis gets it to LeBron. For three for the win. Yes! LeBron James and the
5: monster mindset when you stepped in the batter's box.
3: Go yard. I mean, I'm a pitcher. Why not say as hard
2: as
1: I can? I got nothing to lose. It's nothing to man above. Don't put you in situations that you can't handle. Instead of saying, why me? They're saying, this is what he want me to do. And, uh, Cleveland! This is for you! The way we approach the game is the same way we approach life. You do the right thing. You make the right play. You make the right play. And in life, is the same thing. What do you feel in your heart is the right thing to do? And you do that. You know, it seems so simple, but sometimes the simplest things are the hardest things to do. And, um... uh, I think it's just that... Welcome to... What? The game. Me. To me.
3: What's going on, beautiful people? Welcome back to another episode of What the Game Means to Me. It's time we're presenting our NFL Smack Talk SmackDown, going with our you know, round two. We do have a returner this year, but this year you can say round two. Um last year was a pretty big success. I know Ken was a part of that this year because I started off with the NFC last week, NFC East last week. And I actually still got it at the bottom, didn't even realize. But this is the NFC North <laughs> that we will be partaking in and talking about. Got a lovely panel of guests with me, rooting for their teams, rooting for their fans. I know they're going to go hard on the show tonight, uh, so I'll just go around the horn and introduce everybody. Starting first, got the purple hoodie representing his purple Viking squad, Justin Patton. How you doing tonight, man? The purple Eagles, man. Get away. The purple eaters. The I'm purple doing good,
2: man, man. I'm doing good, man. What about a win the Bay here over these clowns,
3: man. Huh? Oh, wow. Starting off strong. I heard I heard a C word. I'm not too sure. Some, some of us may not be liking that either. But also got my guy, Jergen Coney. We call him the all around guy. He knows pretty much everything about every sport. Um, So he's stepping in. He's going to be a Packers. Man. I know he's a big Aaron Rodgers guy. He's going to be the Packers fan for us tonight. Jergen Coney, how you doing tonight, man?
4: i'm doing pretty good had a tiring day today been up at a camp that i helped out the last uh two days in a row and i'm ready to talk talk some sports debate a little bit i'm not really, i don't know how much smack talk is going to be done but you know i'm I'm here to debate the facts <laughs> with the fellas so that's what <laughs> i'm here for <laughs> i would
3: say yeah i was like jerry you know, definitely knows his facts and if you can say he'll call some out, some people out on him as well um but uh we got looks like a supporter of um M, M- Ron up in here now, uh, our Bears fan. He has the hat on, got the custom jersey on as well, repping his squad. How are you doing tonight, Ron?
0: I'm doing really good, man. Thanks again for having me. Always love talking about the Bears. I'll always love talking with fellow NFC North fans. And uh, just like the Bears are going to do this season, going to catch everybody by surprise.
3: Sir, yes, sir. We, I know a lot of us is waiting on it. A lot of us was really <laughs> happy that you guys got, that, got Justin Fields uh, over there. So I know we'll get into that tonight. And then the runner-up, like I said before the show, very well could have taken the whole thing last year, but he's back better than ever, and he's ready to take the title. I know this time around. Ken Gibbs from Facts Over Acts podcast. How you doing, tonight, man?
1: Oh, I'm great as always, man. First of all, thank you for having me on. Um, Second of all, uh, like you said, is you got the NFC East down there. Don't 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 put us with the NFC East. I think a- that all <laughs> of us can agree oh, that yeah. that's a little <laughs> offensive. You know what I mean, like. We oh. all all of our teams have had their own problems, but don't they, you, next time get our byline. Right? I, say, I,
3: just, I, realized, I was like, whoa. I looked down, I was like, dang, I forgot to put the north in there. But don't need worry about a, it. They go a, they, in the words realize. of Game
1: of Thrones, the North will remember. It. The North will remember and they'll remember the North in watching it. Yes, sir, yes, sir. Best <laughs> of luck to you all.
3: <laughs> Best of luck. I love it. I love it. But um yeah, before we get into get into it tonight. Gotta pay a little bit of bills for the network. We do have a new sponsor, my bookie. As you see, is my logo up to the right. Um, if you do go to their website, let me put it up real quick. You can get um and use off the ball network promo code off the ball. Uh you can win big. I believe they match up to a thousand first deposit. Um, and if you like I said, use off the ball code network, you can you can get that matched. Um and can win big with us. So definitely looking forward to tonight's show. Um, like I said, NFC North here, and I know they're ready to get into it. The first question I have, and kind of start off with the last show. We don't have too many, too many quarterback questions in this group, but we do have a few. Of course, with you know, the only I guess one we don't have that much questions about, but even some people may still have questions about it because we don't know why he's the quarterback there still. Kirk Cousins, but um, we got Aaron hey, hey, Rodgers. Hey, hey, hey.
2: <laughs> No disrespect. Kirk is, Cousins. still Kirk Cousins to you. Stop
3: it. <laughs> Kirk Cousins, Aaron Rodgers. we got the new incomer with Jared Goff and the other new incomer, Justin Fields. We're still up in the air with, you know, who's going to be taking those first snaps the first game with uh, between him and Andy Dalton. But, like I said, it's a few quarterback questions in this conference. So, I will start with Kenton because, like I said, we have a we have a vet, but an incomer. Um, kind of a lot of people are saying he's the, the segue quarterback until they get another one in there maybe next year or the year before or year after. But uh, Ken, Jared Goff, what are we expecting from him? What should we expect? What do you uh feel like he'll do for your Detroit Lions this upcoming year?
1: Well, the floor is stopgap quarterback. I think that we can all agree that the floor is, he is the, the quarterback of the new regime and um he'll be here for maybe a year or two if we just see somebody that jumps off the board because Brad Holmes and, and I'm wearing a, a Red Wings jersey right now because I need y'all to know that this ain't just for the Lions. All of Detroit sports <laughs> is coming back all in one. We trust in the Yizer plan with the Red Wings. We trust in Holmes to get us home for the for the Lions and the Red. I mean the uh, Tigers are one of the hottest teams in baseball right now. But back to golf. What we expect out of golf floor is he will be a stopgap quarterback for a year or two. A ceiling is he pops out with something that nobody saw coming, and he becomes the face of the franchise for a little bit, which is possible. It's possible. He has the weapons to make that type of thing happen. And at the end of the day, not only does he have the weapons, you win in the trenches. And the highest-rated offensive line out of the NFC North is none other than the Detroit Lions. So a quarterback with a clean pocket is the best version of that quarterback you're going to get. What better could we give him than what we've given him right now? Not much better. So, all in all, I'm I'm saying that he is stop gap at worst, new face of the franchise at best.
3: I love it. I love it. I think that I think that's a very big possibility. Like I said, he, he did do good things in um he did do good things in Los Angeles, did obviously bring him to a, a Super Bowl appearance. So he's not I don't think he's as trash of a quarterback a lot of people make him out to be. Uh, I think Steven would probably uh disagree with me, but I know others feel like you know he has some capability in him. Um and maybe, like you say, possibly the new face of the franchise. JP, what do you think about that?
2: Man, A Jared Goff, man. Yeah, he played with like a good like offense with the Rams and all that. So it's not gonna be it's gonna be a lot different with the Detroit Lions and everything. So so Jared Goff is a all right quarterback and everything. He had that thumb injury last year, but you know, he'll do pretty well. I'll say, you know. My quarterback, Cook Cousins, one of the best quarterbacks in the final 10 games. Yes, he had a slow start and everything. Let me read you the numbers here. 2,790 yards, 113.6 passer rating, 24 touchdowns, three interceptions, 69% completion in the final 10 games, despite the slow start. And that's just because the offensive line, it was not healthy and it was not really good. But... If you give him like the clean pocket like you do with Jared Goff and all that, Cook Cousins is an accurate quarterback and be able to throw the football. If you don't give him time and everything breaks down, yes, he gets sacked and all that. But if you give him time, he'll make plays and all that. So Cook Cousins, you know, people been sleeping on Kirk Cousins. Everybody's like, oh, he's not worth $84 million. Oh, he's not going to be the quarterback that people think is that he is and all that. He's a really good quarterback. He's a really good quarterback. You just have to give him time. You have to give him time. So. That's my Cook Cousins'
3: argument. what do you think about Jared Goff in the uh, division this year?
0: I think Jared Goff, I think he was really aided by Sean McVay. Sean McVay might be the best offensive line yeah. in the NFL. And I think him, uh, along with Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, when they had Brandon Cooks, they surrounded him with a lot of weapons, and he was able to play a system very, very well. And I think coming to Detroit, um, you mentioned he's going to have a very solid offensive line, Absolutely. Um, I like DeAndre Swift. I like TJ Hawkinson. Um, yep. I, I, outside of that, I'm kind of concerned about what the <laughs> <of the last laughs> You know, you lost Marvin Jones. You lost Kenny Galladay. Yeah. I, as much as I like DeAndre Swift, you know, 10 touchdowns last year, in a basically a three-headed committee, right? Hawkinson mm-hmm. had a really strong year. I don't think that's enough to kind of elevate Goff because I think he's a quarterback that needs to get elevated. I don't think he can elevate those around him so i think goff realistically i think he's a one to two year stopgap, uh because i think detroit will have a most likely they're gonna have two picks next year right in the first round they're going to get back-to-back uh double picks in the first round um due to the Stafford trade
4: mm-hmm. uh, yeah.
0: one of them may be high and i think they're going to be targeting that quarterback and i think they kind of started preparing for that this year with Pene Suo. that you have a franchise left tackle for the next 10 to 15 years you're good over there now whoever that quarterback is you can surround him but I don't think golf's going to be there for more than the next two years. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think he's just, Mm -hmm. I think he's going to be below average this year. Yeah.
3: Oh, that might've been me. My fault. Like I said, uh, (laughs) yeah, it went out for a second and I was the only one moving, but. (laughs) <laughs> I, I heard you. I heard you finish off. I'm pretty sure everybody else heard you finish off. But yeah, so they'll be preparing for him. He's a stopgap, and they'll probably use one of the, one of their two picks uh, this upcoming draft to to target a quarterback because they took Penny as well, which I feel like was a definitely a smart pick. I know a lot of people were saying they possibly may take Chase, um, but mm-hmm. I think definitely building from you know the trenches, and I'm sure Ken will tested this. The trenches is what wins the football games. You know, especially towards the end of the season. But, uh, Jerry, what do you think of Jerry Goff in the division now? What do you think he's going to do this year for the Detroit Lions?
4: It's going to be interesting. I think, like, the sentiment echoes he's going to be a transition quarterback for the organization yeah. as they try to dictate which quarterback in these next two classes do they want to go after. Do, do they want to go after someone in 2022 or do they want to go after someone in 2023 and maybe use this upcoming draft to build the rest of the team around and then get that guy you know the following year it's really interesting to see what the can do i feel bad because it's like my, he's a hockey <laughs> fan man i don't like <laughs> it hurts me so but like i just like i'm one of the people you kind of mentioned earlier like I'm, I'm with steven a lot of them i'm just not a big jared Goff guy i'm just not i think sean mcveigh covered a lot of the mistakes don't get me wrong he's improved since he w- uh, walked into the league jared Goff now is however many times better than what he was when he came into the league as a rookie that we cannot yeah. deny But Sean McVay really helped him out a lot. I think we love to, for some reason, forget how much the offenses can help out a quarterback. There are certain situations where the quarterback makes the offense, but the offense can make the quarterback. Sean McVay made Jared Goff look as good as he was. But then you saw, I said this this entire time. You look at the last, like, I think it was four to six regular season games of the year. They made it to the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. He started to look bad. And there wasn't an injury to hamper him then. He started to play worse what he did that year and it carried over when he didn't look as good and it carried over like jared goff is fine he's solid like i don't mind him at all but like what is his uh what is his ceiling this season i don't know like maybe the second best quarterback in the division and if not could be third all depending on how the rookie plays so we'll see about that i just don't have high hopes for jared goff and what's going to happen because like yes the offensive line is fine but who the heck is he throwing the ball to? Yeah, that's what I'm saying.
3: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and Ken, I will give you a chance to kind of uh, re- reiterate and and uh, you know kind of defend yourself because I'm wondering the same thing too. I know everybody, of course, is looking at the losses of Galladay and um, Jones, which you know were your two top receivers, but and you, but you still have Hawkins in there. But what do you think?
1: There are two positions in football. If you can do it, you can do it. It doesn't matter if you're a rookie. It doesn't matter. These these positions, a lot of players come in and have instant impacts. One of them is running back, because if you got to make you miss in them, you got it. If you have the ability to outrun people, you got it. The other is receiver. While the NFL playbook is a little different for receivers, if you have the ability to make the plays, it doesn't matter who you are or where you are. If you have the ability, you can do it. One of the things that I am so excited about this Lions team about is because we are one of the younger teams as far as our core goes in the all of the NFL but especially the NFC North and when you look at our receiving core yes there are lots of questions Tyrell Williams is not a bona fide number one sure sure no ifs or buts about that (laughs) everybody in their mama who's seen anything from Amon Ross St. Brown is saying he is that's he's the one There's something they found something there that, for whatever reason, many, many of uh, a scout missed it. Not only that, when you have a running back like DeAndre Swift, who is a true three down back, you get extra value in the passing game out of him. You don't need the same amount of receptions out wide okay. if you have a tight end like Hawk and a running back that you know, he's good for as many catches as we need. We can split him out and get him one-on-one with some linebackers and safeties, and we'll make it happen. Again, the the, the argument for the Lions is not that we're going to overpower anybody with a massive amount of talent. I'd be lying to you <laughs> if I said that. Especially, <laughs> especially out wide. <laughs> However, when I look around the rest of the NFC North, I'm I'm just going to tell you, I'm not seeing anything that is when you dig into the data, the analytics, the numbers, I'm not seeing anybody that's all that overpowering to where I'm like, oh no, we have a hole at receiver. Okay. Well, a fourth, the fourth worst defense in the NFL lost their starting corner. So I'm sure we'll find somebody to get open on whoever the replacement is. I'm, I'm sure we'll do that. Like as, you get what I'm saying? Like at the end of the day, the situation with the Lions, to me, especially when you're talking golf, is very simple. We need you to do the job of don't get us beat. We'll have a solid run game. We will have the pieces around you to do well. And by the way, for all the genius that everybody says McVay has, the <laughs> only evidence we have of that is his success with golf. That's it. That People are calling him a genius. He's like a Cliff Kingsbury genius to where it's like, oh, yeah, we know it's there. Well, where's your proof? Well, it's somewhere. It exists. Outside of golf, people can say which came first. Was it McVay's coaching talent? Was it golf? At the end of the day, we'll see this year which gave which all of the success. And mind you, there were a lot of things outside of golf that was going well with that team as well. Todd Gurley was the rookie of the year before McVay got there. He was one of the best backs in the league before McVay. So I'm I'm just saying, for all the credit that everybody loves to give McVay for being a genius, which is a term I think we overuse a little bit. I he has not had any head coaching experience or any coordinating experience, if I'm correct, outside of golf. Well, we've seen we've
0: seen Jared golf with uh Jeff Fisher. We've
1: seen <laughs> golf with another quarterback. Right? I mean, oh,
0: with another coach, right? You
1: mean the the king of eight and eight Jeff Fisher, the most mediocre oh, yeah. head Heaven coach of all night. time, <laughs> who had, by the way, one of the greatest FCS quarterbacks of all time and steve air mcnair and only got them to one super bowl jeff fisher is not the barometer for anybody to say this coach you can't <laughs> win with him you can't win period huh jeff fisher's not that guy pal he's not that guy
4: no <laughs> neither is jared golf exactly. I, I think
1: he falls over in the able. middle
0: right you have mcveigh who's one extreme right who we've seen at Goff at his peak right i think he's he was throwing for what 4500 yards every year until last year where he got hurt, right, with uh, with McVay. But we've also seen him with Fisher, where everybody was like, what did everybody see in this guy to get drafted two overall? So we've seen mm-hmm. both sides of it. So, Well, no, he was uh, first. Got, yeah, he was he first. first. He was Wentz, Wentz was I'm sorry, second. he was first. Yeah. He was first. So I think he's also yeah. going to have to prove a little bit too. Which quarterback is he?
4: Also, like on the point of Todd Gurley real quick, like, yeah, he won Offensive Rookie of the Year, but then in year two before McVay got there, he had, he ran for less than a 1,000 yards, caught less than 350 yards receiving. Like, people were questioning if Todd Gurley was going to be worth a second contract in his second year. McVay gets there, he wins Offensive Player of the Year, 1,300 rushing yards, 13 touchdowns, and then almost 800 receiving yards. So, yep. Sean McVay made a difference for Todd Gurley.
1: Yes. Again. Again, there is a thing called addition by subtraction. And Jeff Fisher, toward the end of his career, was as bad as you will see of a head coach. And the Lions did a similar thing with addition (laughs) by subtraction by getting rid of one of the worst coaches in NFL history in Matt Patricia. There is a huge bump just by getting that cancer that drove every single decent thing that we had up out of the system. He was he was that. He got rid of Slay. He got rid of Stafford. (laughs) He got rid of – if you could even imagine a player who was happy with the Lions. Like you said, we lost Jones. We lost Galladay. But the only thing (laughs) I'll say in defense is I'm fine with losing Galladay because he's hurt again already. So I'm all right (laughs) with not paying him. But the fact of the matter is – The fact of the matter is nobody can say that they did addition by subtraction in the same way. People talk about Dan Campbell and biting kneecaps. Well, what's the alternative? What's the, the the alternative being? Who? <laughs> I'll I'll take Dan Campbell over Patricia any day and twice on Sunday.
2: Mm. Yeah, y'all gonna be last in that division. I'm just gonna say it. So <laughs> okay, all <laughs> y'all right. Be last I, you in know, I,
1: I got I got a lot of facts on the Vikings, so I'm I'm away for your turn. I'm I'm gonna <laughs> go ahead and rip. I, 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 I my <laughs> if I was the Vikings, I'd be quiet. I would be real quiet if I was the Vikings, but. Hey, so I, we're not even worried about Detroit. This I'm, I'm, I'm kind of ready
3: to hear these That's facts. Double wins. I'm kind of ready to hear these facts. Oh, it's, go! By know, by. Like I said, his podcast is called Fact Acts I'm ready for him, so I'm gonna go to Justin. I was I was ready to go to Jerry because we know he's the, probably the best quarterback right now in the division, but one that we're not too sure is gonna be probably. there after this year or we are gonna be there. After. I was like, he's <laughs> done. Yeah, we know he's not gonna be there after this year. That's my fault. He, he's gonna. I want to go to JP. Go I want to go to JP and ask about Kirk Cousins as. Uh, I guess the the what is you know what most people thought or would claim to be the second best quarterback in the division, or at least thought that you know when he first arrived. Um, what uh, you said. What should we expect from him? Like you said, last ten games, you kind of you know rallied off his stats. Did start or ended a lot better than he started. Uh, he does have two pretty decent receivers in Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. Um, what should we expect? Is he the best or the second best, or do we expect a playoff appearance? Or something? like, what is what should we expect from Kirk Cousins, this upcoming year from your Minnesota Vikings?
2: Well, I mean, when you're a Viking, you know that. (laughs) When you're a Viking, you know that Kirk Cousins is going to be the best um, in that division and all that. And like I said, the last 10 games, even though he had a slow start, that's always been Kirk Cousins' problem is that he always has a slow start. If he plays from beginning to end, he'll be one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Like I said, 2,790 yards 24 touchdowns, 3 interceptions, 69% completion, 113.6 pass rating in the final 10 games and everything. If he has an offensive line that be able to block longer. See, that's the problem is that the offensive line wasn't blocking him for long. If he block if they block for long and be able to have a clean pocket, he can throw the ball and be accurate. Yes, we got a superstar receiver and Justin Jefferson, the second coming of Randy Moss. Also, Adam Thielen as a red zone threat wide receiver. We also, y'all also forgot about David Cook. Y'all forgot about David Cook. Was he the leading rusher in the NFL last year? I mean, I can pull off them stats right there. I mean, Cook Cousins, you know, yes, you know, he's a good quarterback. I think he's Derrick Henry. It was Derrick no. Henry. Oh, was it, it was Derrick Harry? Henry? Oh, okay. Did well, get, he was. It. He was yeah, like great. top. He was top two or three so but um in the nfc the nfc got in the NFC, yeah thank you thank you thank you thank you you. so like i said like i said cook cousins yes he's worth the 84 million dollars and everything and he's gonna play consistent if he plays from beginning to end we'll see a lot from cook cousins this year and we're talking about a playoff one we'll make the playoffs we will make the playoffs the problem was last year was our defense our defense was terrible but you also forgot that a couple key players were out all last season on defense and they'll backhill this year. So we expect Kirk Cousins to be great from beginning to end.
3: All right. I think I'll say I might say came for last because I saw a lot of facial expressions throughout. So I feel like he's ready to just, just rumble off. But I want to start with uh Imran. What do you think uh, about Kirk Cousins? <laughs> yeah, this, I mean uh,
0: it was, it was a powerful speech, man. I got excited. Um, <laughs> but then I realized we were talking about Kirk Cousins, and I came back to reality. So, you know, what Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins does this. He's a magician in my eyes. And the reason I say that is we all know who Kirk Cousins is. At the end of the year, when you look at his, look at his stats, you're like, how the hell did he get there? How did he get 35 touchdowns? How did he get almost 4,000 yards, right? And he is someone that's always gotten that reputation of being a stat stuffer. When it's a big game, he doesn't show up, right? Unfortunately, you know, my Bears were victim to this, but he won his first Monday night game last year, right? That used to be the running joke, right? He always bet against Cousins on Monday night. So when those big games come up, you know, he's he's not always shown up, you know? And when the games, you know, whether it's coming back or trailing or playing a bad team, he'll stuff those stats, man. He'll drop four touchdowns, 400 yards with his eyes closed. So I think Kirk Cousins, I think he we were talking about, you know, where he kind of lines up. I think he's right in the middle in the NFL. I think he's between, you know, quarterback 12, quarterback 15, somewhere in there where if he's got pieces around him, like we've seen, he puts up the numbers, but he doesn't have that next factor to, you know, he's not the win because of guy. Right. I think he's a win you win with guy. So I think, you know. For the Vikings, you know, they have a they have nice pieces on that offense, right? Justin Jefferson lit up the league last year. Cook hooked yep. it up. Um, you know, Irv Smith, they dropped in the second round a couple of years. He's gonna have a bigger role no matter what Zimmer says, right? Um, so I like what that team does, but I think he is gonna be that limitation. And the Vikings know that because, you know, um, Justin, I'm sure you know there was a lot of rumors that Vikings were trying to trade up. To draft a certain quarterback in the first round, uh, and they had informed quarterback, they had informed their quarterback, unlike some teams, Sarger, uh, that they may be taking a quarterback in the first round. You know, out of respect, but you know they didn't ultimately get it, so they took Kellen Mond later. So I think that's them showing their card that after this three-year contracts up, they 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 want to see what else is out there. So I think Kirk, Kirk Cousins is going to um, you know probably do the same thing he does every year. You know, Vikings are probably be on the fringe of the wild card, but I think it's just I think they're going to come up short again. All right,
3: all right. All right. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. Like you say we we've seen it time and time again. Like you said, that that magician is that that effect that he kind of gives on gives us. So, Jerv,
4: what do you think? Minnesota's ceiling is definitely being the second team in the division, and potentially getting one of the now three wild card spots. Because I think one one big thing for the Vikings, that I think, benefits them is the fact that there are now three wild card spots. Yeah. You saw it yeah. benefit the Chicago Bears last season, ultimately. So. Like, that, that's a good thing, and, you know, it, it all depends. Year to year, it all changes. Like, in some years, the wild card team could be 9-8 and eight and get the seed, In other years, if it's really top-heavy, uh, 10 wins may not be enough, as we saw in the AFC this past season. So, it really all depends. Right. Uh, but it, just in regards of Kirk Cousins, he shrivels up in primetime football games more than a spider in winter. So, I'm I'm not really too much worried about Kirk Cousins. Like here's the thing. It's kind of like Emrod said. He's going to get the stats at the end of the season. I cannot deny this. Kirk Cousins like a lot of the quarterbacks, he's going to have the stats at the end of the season and it'll look fine. But like you said, how did this guy get there? Like we we still we question it every single time. So, yes, Kirk Cousins are, is going to have his good games. You know, I I don't have the Vikings schedule in front of me, so I apologize, but if they face the Jets, he's going to ball out. Um if they face the Bengals, he's going to ball out. But then when he faces the real teams, he's gonna struggle a little bit here and there. And of course, when he faces older brother in the division, which we all know who older brother is, like there's there's a chance it's not gonna go well for him. So at the end of the day, Jelani, I don't know if you're trying to say something, you're muted. Um, but ultimately ultimately speaking, like Minnesota, like I'll give him credit, like their their ceiling is that they should be the second best team in the division. But at the end of the day, like that's what what really is that? What what really is that worth considering like that that's what your ultimate ceiling is? It, it just it's that and man i'm trying i'm trying to hold back with some of the punches but god god kirk cousins is so bad man like he has so many <laughs> bad games dude your quarterback you can't even trust that he can't even trust the coach
3: there's and no holding back him on, him on him this him. show jer you just let it go you gotta throw the
4: quarterback the quarterback I'm didn't trust the coach sure. and he dropped 40 plus touchdowns last season and they still lost so a, a farther than your team
2: by a mile hey way hey, wait, hey. We'll, hey, I'm gonna say this. We're gonna win the NFC North. I'm just gonna oh say God. it. I'm gonna say it. El Rodgers is not gonna do anything this
3: show. I'm just gonna say it. I'm gonna let's say it. we don't hold back punches on this show. And I know Kenton's not about to, so I'm gonna go to him, like I said, finish it off this <laughs> last segment <laughs> sorry, of the QB questions and just let you let you go.
1: Well, yeah, I, I just yeah, I just yeah. wanna ask this. Where where does our Vikings fan reside? Where do you live? Are you are you in Minnesota right now?
2: Nah, I'm in South Carolina. What's
1: up? Okay, all right. I listen. I want whatever local municipality police department you're at, I want them to raid your house and find whatever drugs there are in the building and get them out of there. You deserve, your brain deserves better than what you're doing to it right now. First of all, here's a very interesting fact about Kirk Cousins that everybody seems to be skipping over. He had 36 total touchdowns last year. Does anybody remember how many turnovers? 18, a lot. two to one, yeah, two, two to one turnover to touchdown ratio with the lead, the second leading rusher in the NFL and the second coming of Randy Moss and Justin Jefferson <laughs> and another perennial pro bowler in Adam Thielen. So we, we talk about, well, who's a product of who we saw what Diggs did when he got away from him. Did we not? Did, did Diggs numbers not just jump through the roof without Kirk cousins? Hmm. So, so things that make you go, Hmm. That's one of them. <laughs> Second of all, Kirk Cousins, I, I, I find this to be so interesting because to me, Kirk Cousins is a guy that he tells you how thirsty you are for a quarterback or how thirsty the NFL is for a quarterback. You're going to keep lying to yourself and saying he was worth that 84000000 million. You're going <laughs> to look me in the face and keep lying to me and telling me he Only was worth Gary that King- $84 million? Able, 84, 84 yeah. 86, 88, you name it. 88, you name it. Oh you name it. <laughs> I, I think about my quarterback. Again, again. And, and you know what? I, I applaud your 10 toes down by your quarterback energy. But <laughs> guess what? Guess what? Your quarterback ain't going to put your 10 toes down in the end zone. You understand? You understand? He's not. Uh, Kirk Cousins is at best, man. That's what he is at best. People talk about him shrinking up in primetime games. Look at his records against defenses that are in the top half of the league. He is well under 50%. If you have him going up against a better defense, you can book it. He's probably going to lose with some of the best weapons in the NFL. And then you want to talk about an offensive line? the fourth worst in the league rated by pro football focus as the 28th with the second best rusher in the league. So what does that mean if they have the second best rusher and yet they're still the fourth? Oh, wait, they're good at run blocking. But when it comes to protecting that, uh, the blonde haired thief, that is Kirk cousins. (laughs) Guess what? They let that boy get his head tore off. And you know what? He deserves it for stealing from the city of Minnesota in the way that he is. He stole from them. That contract, (laughs) Floyd Mayweather said that he was the best at legalized bank robbing. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you, Kirk Cousins. Cousins. (laughs) I introduce to some and present to others, (laughs) Kirk Cousins. This man almost got 100 million. Let me let let you in on his best season before he got there, right? With Washington, he threw for almost 5,000 yards. And yet and still somehow, he had 25 touchdowns. I'm sorry, 20, 29 touchdowns. Up against fifteen turnovers, still two to one. But that was his best season. Even at his peak, every time you're gonna get all right now. If if he get a four touchdown game, you can count on two picks coming on the back end of it. That's his ceiling, and you pay him nearly a hundred million. The Vikings set themselves up for that because oh, yeah. now they have no money to put anywhere else. And congratulations, you did it to yourself. I I because. And we haven't even got on the worst part of this team yet, but we'll we'll save that for another time. This Kirk Cousins argument, again, I, I want whatever municipality in South Carolina area that you stand at. I need the constable. I need the sheriff. I need the state trooper. I need them all. Go to this young man's house, find the dealer, infiltrate the supplies, cut them off. Cause
0: he needs to stop. <laughs> oh, great dealings. reference. Great reference. Uh, yes, sir.
3: Uh, I, I'm. I'm gonna let JP live. I'm gonna say I think we've bragged on him a, enough. It's been a good 20 minutes on 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 Kirk Cousins, so oh, we're man. gonna move over the last quarterback in. Or we got two more, don't we? Two more. Justin Fields, Andy Dalton, or slash Andy Dalton. We're not too sure. Um. Who's going to be taking the first as both getting first team reps, but Mo, our VP of all the ball asked bears, what's the word on Justin Fields. So like I said, we will go to room with this one. And uh, actually one, I guess what quarterback do you feel deserves or will be starting day one and two, which um, I said, which quarterback I believe, or which quarterback do you believe would be the one that is starting toward the end of the year where you guys may, or which quarterback gives you the best, the best possibility to make the playoffs.
0: Sure. So I think, based on everything I've heard out of training camp and how practices are going, it looks like, um, and all the public indication has been that Andy Dalton will start the season. And Dalton has looked okay in training camp. Now, you know, before we get into Andy Dalton, Justin Fields, uh, just gonna get rid of the elephant in the room. You know, the Bears have had the worst quarterback play for most of my lifetime. I'm 31, so I know a bad. No one knows bad bad quarterback play better than you guys. Come on, no no one knows it better than me. Between you and Cleveland. (laughs) <laughs> so uh, between, you know, between, you know, Foles and Chase Daniels in 2019 and then Nick Foles and Trubisky last year, the quarterback play was the worst in the NFL. Right. It was absolutely garbage. And so there's only one way to go up. And so Andy Dalton comes in. It's not me getting myself excited about Andy Dalton or anything. I know what Andy Dalton is. He's at the end of his career. Right. Uh, blow average to average quarterback. But, you know, that uh, translates to, like, what, the 22nd best, 23rd, 24th? That would have been light years ahead of what they've had. So the bar was so low for him coming in. He's doing basic things, like hitting the open receiver. Darno Mooney, who was cooking Jalen Ramsey in the game last year – couldn't get open. Couldn't get the ball because the quarterback can't, can't hit him downfield. So this year, I think their their offense is going to look a little bit better because we were talking about young cores and young offenses. Allen Robinson, I feel like been in the NFL for thirty years. He's only twenty seven. Darnell Mooney had an awesome year last year for a fifth round pick. Talk about steals. Uh, Cole Komet didn't get used well last year, but he's probably going to get used more this year. He's only 22. And you want to talk about people that finished last year on a really good high note. Uh, David Montgomery in the last seven games, 700 yards rushing, eight total touchdowns. The guy gets the ball and they have a better offensive line. I think that's going to help that quarter play out. So I think. Nat Nagy, all the off-seasons talked about the Kansas City plan of what they did with Mahomes and Alex Smith. Now, I think that was a horrible comparison. I think this is closer to Russell Wilson and Matt Flynn, where you have two quarterbacks coming in. Neither one knows the offense, right? Mm-hmm. So I think to start the year, I think Dalton will start the year. But I think there's going to come a point where they're going to lose two games in a row, three mm-hmm. games in a row. Or a few, Dalton's just going to have a really bad three interception, four interception game, and he's going to foot in fields. And I think the team is going to take off then because – I still don't understand how the Bears drafted Fields, like how the hell the Jets took Zach Wilson, who looks like he's 12, a, a D3 quarterback that hasn't played in two years. Right. D 2 quarterback.
5: Mm-hmm. And
0: this guy who's a, a unicorn, a football unicorn. He's 250. He ran a 4-4. He's got a laser rocket arm. Smart as hell. You know, he did so much to bring football back to the Big Ten last year. He's kicked Trevor Lawrence's ass whenever they have played. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he still had nothing but his character like killed for no reason at all. Right. So I'm happy the Bears got him. I think he's going to add a big element to that offense with speed, his throwing ability, and uh, just 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 going to lift up that team. And I'm really excited um, that you know we might have a quarterback of the future, and that you know he's 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 talented. Like it's it's really good to get excited about football for the Bears. And and because before that you know that transaction, all those rumors about maybe Watson, maybe Russell Wilson, and you get Andy Dalton. Man, that was a gut punch, man. It, it sucked. <laughs> like see, seeing that, like it was like when that roller coaster comes down. So, I think fuels is probably gonna finish the season off. So, I'll, I'll let you guys come at me.
3: And uh, I'll start with and say, go back around. I'll uh, give Ken, get, Ken, the first go around on this one.
1: Um, the fact that this is a debate, the fact that this is a question, the fact that there is a oh, who's the guy? It shows the incompetence of the uh, the Chicago <laughs> coaching staff. Um, this is this should not be a question. Uh, Andy Dalton has never. And I, and, and I mean this very seriously, he has never <laughs> been the type of guy that I believe you win because of. Um, Justin Fields, however, I believe that in, in no time flat, he'll be that guy. Now, let me tell you the biggest problem with not starting Justin Fields right away. You know he's your quarterback of the future, right? So your idea is what? We sit him for a year or two while he gets better like Mahomes did for the, the Chiefs, right? Here's the problem with that. When you look at the ages of some of those defenders, Akeem Hicks, 31, Khalil Mack, 30, Danny Trebation, 31, Robert Quinn, 31, Tashaun Gibson, 31. All of those guys are starters. You're talking about by the time he'll be ready, you'll have a bunch of 32, 33, 34-year-olds, the only one of which that I think will still be effective at that age, Khalil Mack, he's a generational talent. Until he decides to hang up those cleats, he'll be terrorizing quarterbacks. No, No doubt there. Everybody else? They'll be somewhere. Oh man, I'm Akeem Hicks. Oh man, I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm done with this game. It was good to me. I had a great run, but that's it. Stop playing around. Stop playing around. Okay, the <laughs> redhead rocket does not need to be your starter for any period of time. You give Andy Dalton the best clipboards you can find, and you tell him get Justin prepared. Get Justin prepared because this is the guy. We don't have time to waste. Time is of the essence. Again, you look around, the best part of that Bears team is the defense, and half of your starters are over 30, and you're going to waste time for what? For whom? (laughs) In the NFL, you don't have the only position that has a smooth kind of landing. There are two positions. You got quarterback. You got offensive line. Those are the two positions that, like, as they get worse, it's like a gradual defense because of the nature of what you're asked to do, because of the constantly reactive nature. When you get bad, it's like, "Eh -mm." Ah, right, you're immediately no longer good. Prime example: Darrell Rebus, one of all time at corner. When he right. was bad, down. it was down in a hurry. Yeah, Why would you play around with Khalil Mack like that? Why? <laughs> Why would you play around with Akeem Hicks like that? I love Akeem Hicks, and I hate to say that as a fan of an opposing NFC team, I <laughs> love a guy. He's a baller. He is a guy that I modeled my game after when I played defensive tackle way back when. But the fact of the matter is, if if Andy Dalton is even if there's even a conversation, let me tell you the problem. Even if he only knows a limited amount of the playbook, look at what Washington did with RG3. When he knew a limited amount of playbook, they used that limited amount and he was the NFL rookie of the year. That when you have a generational talent, you don't play and wait and, "Oh, well, uh mm, ah, mm, maybe." Alex Smith was at least a really good quarterback at his peak before mm-hmm. uh before everything happened with Mahomes getting there. A- Andy Dalton Oh, uh, the A.J. Green down there somewhere. Uh, we'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> uh, the, they have one of the best tight ends in the league to go with him, and he, Andy Dalton still couldn't figure out how to win. Nope. So, I mean, it, at the end of the day, I think that they have the quarterback of the future in the NFL in, in Justin Fields, and the fact that they're even debating it just tells me the Bears are not serious about winning. They're very unserious people at the moment, and that's just <laughs> what that tells me.
4: Fair point. Jerry, what do you think? You mean to tell me that it didn't matter on Twitter that they put Andy Dalton QB1 and he's not going to be the guy? No, yeah, obviously, no. And <laughs> just just like, just like with their coaching staff, their social media team jumps the gun, they make mistakes, and, you know, they're going to try to figure it out. Like, he, he mentioned some names. Like, there are some promising pieces on the offense. I do, personally, like David Montgomery. I really do. Uh, Matt Nagy finally learned to, oh, let me give this guy the ball because he will help me and let him just run. Cole Komet probably would have had a better rookie season if the general manager didn't put 10 dang tight ends just try to bring 10 tight ends on the regular season roster prior to it all starting. It Ken, honestly, he wrapped it all beautifully. So I'm just going to say, uh, continue what he said. The incompetence of that organization just continues to just be in true colors day in and day out. And the Matt Nagy, like him trying to compare it to Patrick Mahomes is just yet another example of how this franchise wishes in some way, shape or form that they had Patrick Mahomes and not made that mistake with Mitch Trubisky. And now here's their chance to make up for the sins of the past, which you rarely get to do this quickly and get, yourself, Justin Fields, starting right away. Ken said it best. You're not wasting your time. While we're predominantly talking about this season in terms of how our teams are going to do for the future until Detroit gets whoever their eventual starting quarterback is, and then we can make the comparisons, Justin Fields is going to be the guy to run this division five years from now, ten years from now, five, eight, ten years from now. Why are you wasting his time? What is he going to learn from Andy Dalton? The (laughs) one play Andy Dalton had is, AJ Green will bail me out of this. Like, he... (laughs) I, I just don't understand why this team is bothering. If the only way that the Chicago Bears do any better in the future, they got to fire Pace. They got to fire Nagy. That's well, not a well, now, don't
1: don't disrespect Tyler Eifert. That was the other play. Tyler Eifert is <laughs> oh, somewhere right? in there. Though.
4: He's right. somewhere in there. You know those two. That was the the, the two go twos. You're right. But the thing the thing is, my only concern with that is that he always gets hurt. Like he, mm. he eventually he Fair always enough. got hurt. That's why. Fair like enough. you you can't always go to play number two if the guy's not there. So that's why he always he always got to go to play number one or oh, handed yeah. off to or handed off to Giovanni Bernard, who felt like he was playing on the Bengals since like the first Bush administration because yeah. he was. There for <laughs> <Larry>. <laughs>
3: I've been up there for a minute, but yeah, J.P., uh, I guess so we'll wrap, yours up, wrap it up with you and then we'll move on to Aaron Rodgers very, very quickly.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll do it quickly because both of them said it really good. I did, I questioned the Andy Dalton one. I don't know what Justin Fields is going to love from Andy Dalton if he needs to uh, change his hair color to orange. I don't know. He ain't going to teach him how to play the quarterback position over here. But um, <laughs> Justin Fields is definitely going to be the future of the NFC North. Um, that was a really good pick. And like you said, you know, making that mistake of not getting Mahomes and getting Mr. Trubisky, what the hell, but, um, <laughs> but, but um, you know, and like the, um, Ken said, you know, the older, you know, defensive line and the linebackers and everything, they're older now. And you basically tell them that we're not going to be winning if you're not serious about winning. You're basically saying, well, we're probably going to rebuild and all that. So um, definitely good pick with Justin Fields. Um, I see Justin Fields kind of starting probably in between, uh, in between games, um, Andy Dalton might might get hurt. I mean, he's injury prone, so we just have to see this season. Yes,
5: sir.
3: And then lastly, we'll move on to um, I don't know if it is the elephant room, but the the guy that has brought a lot of attention to himself this off season, um, Aaron Rodgers, basically saying it's going to be his last hurrah. Jerry, I'll give you the floor first. Like I said, we'll go around the horn and make this one really quick so we can, we'll move on to record predictions and both predictions. But Aaron Rodgers, what do we expect from him out of the last season? Does he bring one more title to Green Bay before he uh calls it either a career or calls it a career somewhere else?
4: Uh, I'm gonna hope for it. Like you say, you kind of said it at the beginning, I'm more of an Aaron Rodgers fan than a Packers fan, honestly. Like that's my NFL mm-hmm. fandom is just attaching myself to players on all teams. I, lo- I love players on all three on mm-hmm. all four of these teams we're talking about tonight. So let me get that out the way. But yeah, Aaron Rodgers is just one of those generational special talents of all time. And the fact that the Green Bay Packers have only won one championship under him, I feel that everyone in that front office should be tried and arrested. I feel like they should be put <laughs> against the Supreme Court and that they they should be judged harshly. But sadly, that's not going to happen. So in my world, <laughs> like Rodgers is going to put up his usual 4,000 plus yards. He's going to put up, I'd say, maybe 35 touchdowns at least. You know, depending on all things, depending, he's got the best wide receiver in the division, Devonte Adams. It's not a question. He's got the second best running back in the division. Dave Montgomery might be great this year, but for now, second best running back in the division, Aaron Jones, the current best left tackle in the division, Panay in the future, but for now it's David Bakhtiari. And that defense has one of the, what, number two, number three corner in the game in Jair Alexander. When you have a corner back like that, that can shut down half the field. You just got to worry about the other half, the safety tandem in Amos. Thank you, Chicago and Darnell Savage. There we go, and then you know the linebacking core and defensive line crew. They they'll have their off nights, but then again, Aaron Rodgers has carried that organization for as long as he has. Like they can afford an off night here and there. The problem is they just so happen to have it in the playoffs every single season. But that's a story for another time. Like Aaron Rodgers is going to try to go on one last like blaze of glory, and he's going to try to say "f you" to the organization on the way out and winning a Super Bowl, <laughs> and that would be very nice. I think we would. I think if we're talking about storybook endings. We would all love to see that ending. That's what it's going to be the case. Like I don't. I don't need to say much else aside from he was last season's MVP. And in regards to that three quarterbacks in, oh no, excuse me. Three seasons in NFL history, a quarterback through for 40 plus passing touchdowns and seven or less interceptions. And those three seasons were 2011 Aaron Rodgers, 2016 Aaron Rodgers, 2020 Aaron Rodgers. Like this is one of the best of all time. He's going to continue to prove why he's the best quarterback in this division. Top two, top three in the NFL. Y'all, Some people had the audacity to knock him below that. How dare they last season? He's one of the best. (laughs) <laughs> Ain't got to say much else. Like, the Packers have been big brother in the, in this division for a long time. A long, long time. And that's not changing this season.
3: I love it. I'm giving everybody one minute to respond. Imran, we'll start with you first. Aaron Rodgers, does he ride off on into the sunset one last time, bring home a championship to Green Bay before he heads out? What do you think?
0: Yeah, so I think he's going to uh, – I think this is the Packers year. You know, they have been, like uh, Drake said, the Berg brothers in the division. But I think that ends after this year. Uh, I don't believe in Jordan Love. It's, it's over. Uh, and I think they made a huge mistake by not just trading Rogers at the draft and getting a haul. They could have started that rebuild early, but I think he's going to have a great year. He's a very vengeful person. Uh, so I think he's going to have a great year. I think he's going to, I think, unfortunately, I think it's going to be the same ending. I think he's going to lose to Tom Brady in the NFC championship. Uh, I think they're going to meet. I think that's where, that, I think that's where the, the NFC championship is going to head. I think it's going to be those two teams. Um, and I think, um, you know, this is the end. And it could be the end for folks like Devontae Adams as well, because their their cap situation next year is, is scary bad. It is very, very bad.
1: Kane, what do you think? Well, uh, the Packers. There, it's. I, I'll. I'll leave it at this very simple notion: when your star doesn't want to be there, you're in a bad position. Yeah. I don't care how much like you think, like, oh, he's going to win out of spite. It's not how this <laughs> thing works. Um, the fact of the matter is, Aaron Rodgers is undoubtedly one of the greatest. And to me personally, I think that him and Marino are probably like one and two as far as like the just natural talent, yeah. God-given. They can wake up out of bed and do this yeah. thing. With yep. Pat Mahomes being in there in that conversation as well, uh, but the the problems that the uh, Packers had last year, I mean, they didn't really address. How do you you have a corner who's a veteran who gets beat on a go route with what thirty seconds left in the half? No, it was less than that. It was what fifteen? Yeah, might under fifteen. Seconds? I think under yeah, fifteen seconds left and a half, and you get beat on a vert in deep third coverage. Mm. And you don't by go Scottie out there, by Scotty Miller. Miller. And you don't go out and get a replacement. <laughs> Scotty Listen, all, all I'm saying is your your stars don't want to be there because first Rogers didn't want to be there, and then Devontae Adams didn't want to be, be there. there, and then and now all of a sudden it, it, the the ball is rolling downhill, and so when I look at this situation, well. I, they better hope Rodgers does pull it off this year. They better hope that the defense doesn't have that off night this year because I'll tell you what, like, regardless of the cap situation, who is the future of that off? Mm. Marquez Mar- Marquez Valdez-Gantley? Is that is that the guy that they're like, oh, once Devontae leaves, he'll go off for $1,500. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't, the, 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 the fact of the matter is is very simple here for me. Anytime your stars are unhappy, it sows discord in the team. Okay. Peyton Manning did not trust the Broncos coaching staff. He was subbing players in and out, calling his own plays, became an MVP, and took them to one, took them to two Super Bowls, one, one, right? Did anybody know about any of that until after he retired? Anytime you hear about discord amongst your stars, the team is doomed. That is why the Packers are doomed. The discord starts with, Oh, it's, it's just a star. Oh, he doesn't want to be. And then he finally reports. And then everybody's like, okay, I guess he's here. But, you know, this is it. So we, we got to be a little tight. And if you think long, you think wrong in football. And players are going to be playing too tight because everybody knows this is Aaron Rodgers' last ride. And they're going to try to give him his farewell tour or whatever. Then it's not going to go well for the Packers because, for whatever reason, the Packers can never let go of their great quarterbacks in amicable fashion. It just never works out for them. So with that being said, the Packers will be the best team in the division this year, but they will not get a championship this year. And title time ain't seen another title for quite some time.
3: JP, finish it off. What do you think?
2: I couldn't say that any better. Like you said, you know, the quarterback, situ- uh, the quarterback situation, you know, when your star's not happy with the team and basically the organization telling you to shut up and play instead of helping you make decisions and all that, that's just going to rub Aaron Rodgers the w- uh, wrong way and everything. He's still going to have a, a really great year. Uh, Devontae Adams, um, they're probably going to make a lot of changes, basically. And basically you don't know who's going to be the quarterback, you know, in the future, uh, you know, Jordan Love really just really you know um <laughs> you know Aaron Jones you know got a lot of potential uh the defense I mean, they're not great defensively. They might be inconsistent. They might be off one night. They might be on one one night. Who knows? Like, who really knows? Um, but when you saw, as soon as that, when you saw that championship game, when that coach ran that play and Aaron Watch was pissed off, it started that domino effect. It just crinkling down, just crinkling down. And now you hear hearing Aaron Wilder just trying to blast the organization. He's going to play hard, but he's blasting the organization. And he's going to have a ventral season. Um, and Aaron Ward is one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Um, we all said that. So if they're going to have a good year, they're probably going to be the best team. I don't want them to be the best team. I want the Vikings to be the best team in the division, oh, just saying. Uh, <laughs> but, um, you know, we expect Aaron Wilder just to be great, as always, though. And then he's going to host Jeopardy the next 10 years.
3: So. Yeah, I feel that. Next, we're going to move on to, I want to do record predictions. So just give the record predictions for you feel like your team will, will have. And then also the record predictions for the, your, your fellow rival um teams in the, in the division. So Ken, I'll start with you first record predictions for your Detroit lions. And then also for your fellow rivals. And who do you feel if, who do you feel out of this division makes the playoffs? Obviously we know there's an extra wild card spot. There's an extra game as well. So Do you feel like there's two teams coming out of this or is just one to be had?
1: So I'll tell you this, the Packers are going to make it because they're the least bad of the group this year. That's just (laughs) the reality of it. They're actually a good team. I'll I'll give the Packers that they're actually a good team for the most part. They're going to make it. They're going to go about 11 and six, 12 and five. They're going to be a two, maybe three seed. They don't quite again, that discord winning covers over a multitude of sins, but when you get to the NFC championship and your stars still don't want to be there, there's some problems going on that are much deeper than anything we could imagine. But now, the Packers are going to get the first playoff spot. If the Bears play Justin Field from day 1, they'll be a play, they'll be a wild card team as well. Um, the Vikings, I I I'm sorry, but the Vikings are going to be <laughs> atrocious. I the the they, they, they they're, we talked about I talked about the Bears and their oldness, right? Harrison Smith is 32. He's 32 as a defensive back in the National Football League. And don't get me wrong. He is a heck of a player. His instinctiveness, his intuitiveness on that back end, it puts him in a position to where he's always going to be near where he has to be. The the, the mind is willing. The body is unable. That's what's going to happen there. That defense is getting very, very old. Pat Peterson, who y'all got to replace the corner, who just left. 31. What are you what are y'all doing? Your, your secondary is geriatric, bro. You have problems back there. Okay? Half of them know what a VCR and a cassette player is. <laughs> that tells me something about your defensive backfield being a little too old. So, uh I'm I'm going to say that the Packers probably go uh like I said 11 and 6, 12 and 5. Bears, they're the ones with the the lowest floor and the the like a ceiling that really it. Is a is a wild place if, if they do this thing right. I think the Bears can go as high as ten and seven. I think they can go as high as ten and seven, maybe even eleven and six. But if they decide to play around, mess around, muck around, your defense gonna know you're not serious. And once they know you're not serious, pack in the mail, that season's gone. So that's them, the Vikings. Um, I don't see them winning more than seven games. I don't I don't see that happening. I honestly and truly do not see it happening. Um, I, nobody has, has, has given me reason to believe in the Vikings. Nobody's given me reason to believe that that offensive line is drastically improved from last year. Garrison, while he was one of the highest graded offensive tackles in the nation, he wasn't even the most feared lineman in the ACC. That, uh, that distinction would go to Ika McQuanda with NC state. So like, yeah, you're good, bro. But like in the NFL, you got to have a certain level of nastiness that I'm not sure is there with you. To, mm, eh, who knows? Uh, So that's what I got for them for the lions with this is first year one of the regime. We are purging the sickness. That is uh, Pat's light that, you know, we, we tried our Patty light operation. We're purging that sickness. I see us winning about five and 12, six and 11 tops. I mean, anything beyond that, I'd be super excited about it, but I'm going to be honest here. Like I said, if we're talking who's going to be the next best team next year, I'm not going to lie to you and tell you that's the Lions. If you're telling me the team that's in the, the, the position to dominate for the future, you've got the one of the top three centers in the NFL. you got one of the top tackles in the NFL. You just drafted a guy that when GMs were polled, who's the most likely to be a Hall of Famer out of this draft class, Trevor Lawrence was number one, Pene Sewell was number two. Uh, you have a ton of guys that are very, very good and very, very young. There's a lot going on with the Lions that a lot of people, because we're the Lions, they're not going to realize it. But it's, it's a reason that we call my podcast Facts Over Acts because I'm only going to give you the facts. And I'm only going to tell you that the fact of the matter is we have a lot of young pieces that are very good that we're going to build around and we're going to be okay with. And that's that's just my case for why. Going forward in the future, the Lions are in as good of a shape as anybody because the Bears will probably be second. But once Justin Fields is ready or once Nagy figures out that he knows the playbook <laughs> uh that defense is going to be old and decrepit so i'm just saying the lions to me in the future will be will be where we need to be but right now we got to get rid of that sick we getting that we getting that cold and flu out our body we're getting that out our body
3: <laughs> taking the day quill exactly the day quill and the night quill exactly uh emron what do you think bears record division rivals record.
0: Sure, sure. So I'll start off with the Bears record. I think the Bears record is going to flirt between, it's going to be between eight to 10 wins as I think they're sealing. So I'll give you two predictions because I think there's two factors at play that are going to determine that. Um, If Dalton starts more than four games, I think they're going to be about eight, nine, nine, and eight, which, which is where they've been the last couple of years, right? They went eight and eight the last couple of years. I think Justin Fields is truly special. And I think if he starts sooner than later, my ideal scenario is, Make everybody happy. He told Andy Dalton he's going to be QB one, right? Let him start the first half of week one. Pull him at halftime. <laughs> in put in Justin half. Fields, and, and and let's let him loose. And I think Justin Fields can really take this offense to the next level. So I think if he plays, you know, you know, I said before week four, I think you're looking at a team that can get hot. That's going to be a hard, you know, offense to figure out with a quarterback that that's mobile, it's that mobile, that has a gun like that, and you got speed on receivers. You know, they signed Marquise Goodwin to Olympic speed. And you got Allen Robinson, who's a stud. So I think that's where we're looking at. And it just comes down to uh, fields. And I think for the future as well, you know, if he's the guy, they're in a great position. Because, yeah, the defense does have a lot of old people, but their studs are not old. Roquan Smith, Eddie Jackson, uh, Bilal Nichols, Eddie Goldman, they're all in their mid 20s. And, yeah, Khalil Mack's a little bit up there, but a lot of these guys are probably going to get cut this year that you mentioned, like Robert Quinn, Danny Jervathan, and the Bears with the cap going up. They're going to be sitting around 60 mil. Well, the quarterback is going to be pretty attractive to free agents, so I think they're going to be just fine um, going forward. So looking at our division rivals, I hate to say this. Uh, hopefully this is the last time I have to say this. I think the Packers will probably win the division. I think around 12-5 and five seems right for them. There will be a little bit of uh, turmoil. Um, it's always fun to talk about the Packers because, you know, apparently Aaron Rodgers doesn't have help, but all my buddies at are Packers fans swear to me that, you know, David Bakhtiari is the best tough tackle in the NFL. Devontae Adams is the best receiver in the NFL. Uh, Jair Allen Gunn's the best corner in the NFL. Aaron Jones, top of running back. Uh, so either he has help or he doesn't have help, right? Like, I don't know which yeah. one it is, but I think they're going to win the division. They'll be 12 5. And after next year, I think it's going to get challenging, right? Like I mentioned, their cap situation Adams, Rodgers, the Smith brothers, you're going to have to pay Jair Alexander. Like, that, that's going to be tough. I think the, the Vikings, I think they're, they're going to be kind of where they've been the last couple of years. I think they're going to probably be between seven and nine wins as well. It's just going to come back, come down to them. So what we talked about earlier with Kirk Cousins, there's going to have some big games. It might be against the Packers. It might be against the Bears that are going to swing their season. If they win that one game against the Bears, the Packers, I think it's going to be a divisional game. That can catapult them to being a nine and eight team, which could be the seventh, seventh seed. And be a wild card seed, but if Cousins goes the other way and they lose that critical game, right? It's a tiebreaker game. They could be seven and uh, ten on the outside looking in. I think the Lions are probably going to be, I think probably at a two to five win range. Just for me, uh, I'm really curious to see how Dan Campbell done. I know, I know he did like an interim coaching job with the Dolphins a few years ago, uh, so I know he's a really high energy guy. Um, I saw him do burpees a couple weeks ago, but I don't think his form was that good. I think he'd be a little bit better. I don't think that was the best I'd seen. But I like I like the young core that they do have. I like Hawkinson. I like Swift. I like how they're building the line in their trenches. Um, they're a quarterback away, though. And I think they're going to be competitive, I think, this year. But it's going to be one of those teams you're going to see that they're going to lose, I feel like, a lot of close games. I think they're going to give teams some problems. I, like, I do like some of the young pieces they also have on defense. So I think the division I go, Packers, Bears.
4: Vikings, Lions,
3: Bears, Vikings, Lions. All right, taking the second spot. All right, Jerry, what are you thinking?
4: Well, we already know who I'm going to say is the first seed. So let's just move on. From that. Like, it's going to be like like Green Bay, twelve and five. I think is pretty fair. They could. I think they could be thirteen and four. I think they'll turn it on at the end of the season if it means at least getting home field advantage. I mean who gets the first scene in the NFC, I think is a question for another time that we got to have because, like, because like, oh, Green yeah. Bay is going to be up there and, and it's all going to be depending. So Green Bay, they're going to be competing the whole way. If there's a chance at the end, I think they'll likely try to take it. So I, I would say 13 and – uh yeah, 13 and 4. My bad if I said 3 before. 13 and 4 uh is what I would probably put their record as. Uh When it comes to the tr- I'm not going to spend too much time on them. Like, yeah, Dan Campbell talking about all this stuff, about eating kneecaps and stuff. And look, I, <laughs> I, I do like the youth on the team, but – a, and enough kneecap eating that's gonna happen on that team to save them from their fate this season. Because again, we're talking <laughs> about this season. So I, I think for Detroit, a pretty fair record for them. I think they actually have the potential to get like six wins and flirt with seven. I really do. But I just don't think like I think things are gonna break wrong for them. I say five and twelve is probably a pretty fair projection from for them. So there's that and, and hey any positive projections in the future for detroit i think like right now for their sports team is a good thing so for detroit like you just you just got to eat it this season at the end of the day uh chicago and minnesota oh uh <laughs> I could I could really honestly what these two teams are they're like the Spider Man meme for me where it's the two Spider Spider-Man pointing at each other at the same <laughs> time because to Come me on, man. I, no 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 listen listen truthfully I think they're probably going to end up with the same record if if it was still sixteen games yeah. I would say the Vikings would go eight and eight because Kirk Cousins will finally get to five hundred in his career which I know he's been <laughs> waiting on that this entire time uh, I would say both the Vikings and the Bears I think eight and nine is a fair starting projection from them and it all depends yeah if Andy if andy dalton gets more than four or five stars fire everyone on the spot a and then b they're not going to do that that hot they really aren't but even with justin Fields, like my my comp to justin fields and what could happen is what just what happened with justin herbert is that there was talent there he balled out so many of those games and they were close but they didn't have mm-hmm. the right situational coaching there and <laughs> Ma- Maggie for situational coaching is not, the, it's not the answer, man. It's just really not. So, oh, don't worry, Mike Zimmer. I'll get to you in a second too. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah Ch- Ch- Chica- Chicago. With
1: the, I know you ain't laughing. So, so Chicago,
4: like, honestly, Emron, I really do think the Bears have a lot of potential here. I really do. But it's just not for this season. i, I It's what? just not for this year. So, I think eight and nine is a good projection for a team that's going to have a rookie quarterback and that, that still has, they like, they got to fill holes. All these teams got to fill holes now, Minnesota. Oh my, yeah, this is going to be fun. Um, I mean, the guys have said it all. This team is going to flirt with 500 the entire time. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I like eight and nine is what I'm going to say for them. Kirk cousins predominantly lives around 500 or just below that. And eight and nine perfectly fits the bill for him. And like you said, he's like, you said, in his confidence, he's willing to do everything he can to, you know, make his teammates safe and help them win, except for the most obvious thing. And that's actually perform well when there are good teams across from him. So the Vikings are (laughs) going to end up being like that eight and nine team. We're going to get the Justin Jefferson highlight reel this year. Uh, We're going to get Dalvin cook. He's going to have that one game where he just pushes off like four defenders. We're going to get all that from Minnesota and they still might lose that game because Kirk cousins is going to try to do his best. Jameis Winston impression. So (laughs) at the end at the end of the day yeah minnesota like at like i said they have the chance to be the second best team in this division i'll give them nine and eight at best but eight and nine is likely it now just to answer it properly jelani because like my records may not show Mm -hmm. it i don't have any other team in the nfc north making the playoffs this season uh but that's just because of my thoughts on another division i won't be on for it but i'm going to (laughs) on on one thing i do on the side i'm going to be covering that in the future there is one division i have a lot of a lot of high hopes on, and just out of pure entertainment value, and I mean we're better than the NFC East. Like Ken said at the beginning, we're better than the <laughs> NFC East boys. So let's celebrate that. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, there, there's not going to be a second. There's not going to be a second playoff team that's uh, in this division this year, and that that must suck for Detroit Lions and Chicago Bears owners because all they care about is the bottom line. So to not get that playoff <laughs> revenue, that must hurt them.
1: I mean, listen. <laughs> I, at the end of the day, the the situation we all know the situation with the Lions. I've accepted that. I've eaten that. But again, I'm confused as to why everybody's so high on the uh, Vikings because we talked about how bad Kirk Cousins is. Nobody's even talked about a defense that allowed the fourth most most points in the NFL oh, and lost starters and got older. Uh, I don't understand <laughs> it. Like we're like, uh, oh, this team is going to sustain uh, their level of play with everybody getting older and worse. Uh, like it,
4: to be fair, not, I said eight and nine. I did say eight and nine at uh, best. So.
1: That's okay, I understand. Uh, I'm just I, don't, I I'm said confused. seven.
4: <laughs> uh,
3: <laughs> so they, we, we did throw a record I'll let, you, I'll let you finish off JP
1: uh, You're replacing the rookie that started 15 games with a 31-year-old former uh, All-Pro. But I'm just saying, it's, it's uh, cool, I guess. It's cool. Uh, it's cool.
4: Hey, hey, they're trying to build uh, the 2014 Pro Bowl on defense. Except uh, yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, oh, God, y'all people, man. <laughs> yeah, y'all y'all people. I mean, last year, yes, like I said, last year we was bad defensively and everything, but we have Daniel Hunter back, who was a Pro Bowl, who is a Pro Bowl. We also have uh, Michael we returning in Massive upgrade on the nose tackle. We also have Patrick Jones that we drafted. That was a really good pick. And then we also have our linebacker core with Eric uh, Kendricks. And we also have Anthony Baldwin turning back. And uh, we definitely made some key upgrades, too, on the cornerback situation. Even though Patrick Peterson I don't really see you know playing a lot, though. He's not going to be like a starter, but can help out these uh, young core. I believe in the Leon core. We got Breland and we got Alexander um, from Clemson. So... In terms of the records of the Vikings, I think we could be 9 or 10 wins. I'm going to say that. Uh, the Packers is probably going to be the best uh, team in that division. I will say it truthfully: uh, 12, and five, uh, twelve and five would be, you know, that's a reasonable record. Detroit Lions, that young core they have, you know, um, I like Jared Goff too as well. Um, I think they can get like five or six wins. And the Chicago Bills, uh, Justin Fields, depending on if Andy Dalton, like y'all say, Andy Dalton plays like four or five games, they'll probably be sitting around like you know eight to nine wins. So. Definitely
3: fair. Definitely fair. This, uh, the last thing we're going to do to finish off this episode, we did a uh, few times last year and this past week with the uh, NFC East. And there's been a lot of bold predictions um, last year, and I will bring it up to the day I die. Um, our Cowboys rep said they, uh, Dak would throw for 5,000 yards, but only 12 TDs. So, what we will do to finish what? off of this show, give me <laughs> one bold prediction for a team, your team, a player. You know, like anything just any bold prediction that you have and you can also sign off by telling everybody else where you can can find your work find your podcast and also your closing statement to why people should vote you in
0: i will start with imram yeah, so I think for my bold prediction, it's it's bold, right? So let's make it something. I think uh, I'll say Justin Fields is going to do something that's never happened in the history of Chicago Bears before. He's going to throw for thirty touchdowns and four thousand yards. So never it'll be good. In the history. So be a yeah. good quarterback.
4: Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, you just wait till Jordan Love starts. You just wait till Jordan Love starts. <laughs> no, I'm not. You just wait.
2: Watch is gonna be eating a lot of cheese. So.
0: <laughs> but uh, yes, I, I think I think when he gets in, I do think I really like some of the pieces they have around him. I'm not saying it's the world beaters by any means, but I think I think Maggie, We were talking about you know golf earlier, McVeigh. I think Nagy, his excuses are done. He was bitching about Mitch and Foles. He's got Fields. He's all-world talent. Everybody knows that. So I think Fields. I think if he gets in. I think if he gets in in September, I think he's going to have a shot with this offense, and him being able to hit these open receivers that you know nobody else could do for the last couple of years, I think he's truly going to have a chance to to break some records and and do some stuff that it used to be exciting. But you know, four thousand yards, anybody. Could, I mean, Kirk Cousins does it, right? Like, and Goff does it, right? So anybody can do it, right? Oh, hating on Kirk. Uh, but yeah, I, I think he could, if he if he gets enough time, I think he could have an he could have an amazing year.
3: Sir, sir, kitten. What do you believe your bold prediction is? And, uh, or actually, Emer, I'll let you say, I don't know if you want to finish off, tell right where they can find you, your podcast. Oh, fantasy. yeah,
0: yeah, my bad. I got so excited. But, yeah, guys, <laughs> I, I I work with my guys and take it to the hizzy. Um, so we cover all fantasy sports, football, basketball, hockey, MMA. Um, so feel free to follow us, check us out. Um, you know, appreciate it.
3: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And Ken, bold prediction, closing statements, why they should vote you into the next round, and, um, where they can find your podcast at of Rack.
1: All right. Well, uh, my my bold prediction for this season for the Lions, uh, Amon Ra St. Brown, he goes over a thousand yards receiving. I know that it's unheard of for a fourth round pick to do such a thing. He has NFL pedigree in his bloodline. The man has done nothing but put on a show at camp. Everybody who has seen him run a single route says he's the guy. That's that's the one. So with that being said, uh, that's. That's my bold prediction there. Now, when you talk about why you should vote me on to the next round, I think that this this answer is layered, but it's pretty simple. First of all, the Lions, none of, I don't think any of these teams have what it takes to win a championship right now. I don't think a single one of us does. I don't, I don't that's just the reality of what the case may be. For example, if you look at the Bears, even if they start Justin Fields and Justin Fields has a rookie of the year season. The last five quarterbacks to win rookie of the year, their average QBR was 65.78. The average postseason QBRs of the last five championship winning quarterback or Super Bowl winning quarterbacks was 78.64. Now, that 12 number doesn't sound like that big of a chasm, right? That 12 number is the difference between, uh, I want to say it was Aaron Rodgers last year and Baker Mayfield last year. That's how big of a, a jump. 12 points in QBR yet. Uh, Going on from there, you look at the Vikings. Like I've already told you all, we continue to harp on Kirk Cousins as if Kirk Cousins wasn't one of the better parts of their team. He actually was. That defense was abysmal. They couldn't stop a runny nose with three shots of the vaccine, two boosters, Robitussin, tissue, and the United States Army. They still couldn't stop that runny nose. So I – I'm confused as to how people talk. The Lions have one of the worst defenses in the league. You know what they – the worst defense in the league last year. You know what they went out and did? The number one rated run defender in all of the country, not for running back – I mean, not for linebackers, not for defensive line, not for safety. The number one graded player against the run in all the country, Ali McNeil. They got him in the third round. I'm just saying everybody that talks about him says that he's been a baller so far throughout camp. So this team is building the pieces. They are building and building and building – to the blocks of a champion, the 10th best offensive line in the league, and that is before you factor in So uh, Pene Soel as a dominant force. I'm not saying he'll be that rookie year. But if he is, that is predicted to elevate them over a team. So that's a thing there. Um, as I've already said about the Packers, your star don't want to be there. We can all pretend like, oh, it doesn't matter. Everybody's just going to show up and figure it out. That can happen in basketball. In basketball, you can <laughs> win when you don't like each other. Football is a different thing. <laughs> it's a whole nother animal. Y'all got to be here if you want a championship or else. Don't worry about it. Y'all going to see y'all way on out the door. Um, and, and that that pretty much covers why y'all need to see me in the next round. Okay, I have told y'all the truth about the Lions. Last year, I was a Matt Patricia propagandist, and I apologize for that. <laughs> wait. I wait. apologize for that. Wait. <laughs> I, I have owned that. I have owned um, it. We've already talked about it. But I'm just saying, the, the fact of the matter is, I am the guy that y'all need to vote in the next round because y'all need to see me take down everybody else's arguments with some amazing <laughs> numbers. You need to see it. You need to see it. The handsome face is just a plus. Bill, the, the, the first few arguments, that's what you need.
3: JP, finish us uh, off. Both prediction and we'll define your work.
2: Um, yes, um, I got two bold predictions. I think the Vikings defense is going to be top 10 in the league uh next year in terms of defense. Yes, like I said, we had the worst defense last year because a lot of people were hurt. But I think we'll be top 10. And I think Davin Cook will win offensive player of the year. Uh, I believe in Davin Cook, you know, last year he had 1,917 yards, 17 touchdowns in 14 games. So, and you know, Justin Jefferson's probably gonna have a bigger year than he did last year, breaking Wendy Moss's record of receiving yards. So. so um, I expect the you know, I expect those are my predictions so far. Um, you know, like I said, Packers is gonna be the best team. Um, the reason I want to be in the next round, I'll just give y'all the straight facts, you know, and I'll give y'all the um rundown of how I feel, you know, personally. You know, I'm not coming from a you know, I'm coming ju- not just from a you know, statistic or the eye test perspective. I'm coming from the heart too, as well, what I think about the teams and everything. Um, I feel like, you know, I can just go ahead and just debate with the best of them. And um, you can also find me on YouTube. It's just JP um, doing basketball content and everything. Also find me on Off the Ball Network on YouTube, doing different things, doing a lot of recaps and everything. And I'm hopping on different podcasts to give analysis. So, you know, I'm pretty much everywhere else, So,
3: So, yes, yes, sir. And Jerry, we'll finish off with you. Bold prediction, we'll find you. Why would they should vote you into the nation?
4: So my bold prediction will be above the fact that I hope my defense is decent. And my quarterback, actually, <laughs> I finally have a good quarterback on my team. So my bold prediction will be the fact that Devonta Adams will break the single season receiving touchdown record. We're supposed Ooh. to be bold, so let me be bold. He led the NFL in receiving touchdowns last season while missing two games. Him and Aaron Rodgers' connection is, has been there. It's always been there. And for this potentially being the last season cover, it will be there this season. When you talk about you know, being fueled by pettiness and how that'll break apart a team, that's if they're going against each other. These guys aren't going against each other. But with Bakhtiari, with uh, Adams, how they spoke about it, clearly this team is behind their franchise quarterback, and that's all that matters. They're behind their leader, the true leader of this organization, so they're going to be just fine on that end. Where they go in the playoffs, I will, I will admit that remains to be seen. I'm not going to disagree <laughs> with that, technically speaking. <laughs> technically, no, but this is the thing. Technically speaking, it remains to be seen on all these teams and how far they're going to go into the playoffs come then. Buffalo Bills nearly lost in the wild card game last season. They made it to the AFC Championship. So mm-hmm. who knows? Who knows what could happen with all of them?
5: Yeah.
4: Um, so yeah, like I want to just be bold with it. Devonte Adams, like, why not? The record's twenty three. He had eighteen last year in fourteen games. Like, it's he not out an the extra
3: game this year. Yeah,
4: yeah. And, and now it's seventeen games. And Aaron yeah. Rodgers is healthy the whole season. Like the connection those two have is just like it's special. Like top two in the league today in terms of like those two getting each other. So that's the prediction. Um. Why should we move on to the next round? I'm like, I'm going to just keep it simple. Uh, none of these other teams are going to go far this season. So, if you actually want to hear like championship <laughs> caliber teams
0: <laughs> go up against
4: each other, I'll gladly do it. Conference championship. Conference championship.
0: Conference championship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's hey. still a chip. We, That's we still a have chip. have
4: the most in the division. Yeah. That, w- so, we'll, we'll finish. Yeah. C- even at worst, if they finish final four in the league, like it's better than potentially going for a final four top draft pick. So, I will gladly take that. <laughs> um, yeah, and that's an that's another thing. My, like I just love like I, I, I love doing this. I don't get to do this enough in the group chat. I love throwing barbs and messing with yeah. other people's teams, bro. Yeah. I just love doing that. I really do. Not 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 so much as a troll. I'm not trolling yeah. y'all. I do this out of love for all you guys because you guys like <laughs> even really? meeting Emron yeah. and Ken, they're 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 honestly they're amazing. I can't oh, wait yeah. to like listen to their stuff. So like yeah. that that's for certain. But yeah, like if you want to hear championship caliber teams go at it, then like, yeah, and potentially it depends on who wins in the NFC East. But if bars wins, then you want the two guys that Bunsen bruises to go from best friends to bitter enemies. And for one show, come on now. The people would love to see that. By the way, follow at Bunsen bruises on Twitter. And and at jerk K40 for myself on Instagram and Twitter. But yeah, that's, that's all I could say. And of course, follow off the ball network. Best four-letter network out there. Of course,
3: of course, of course. Uh, that does it for the show, man. I really wish we had another hour because I, t- I said this was going to be the best one. I knew this was going to be the best one. It's been the best one so far. Yeah, we could Honestly, keep going. Honestly, we this year. We really could keep oh, absolutely. going, to be honest. Yeah. Um, We might have to have a part two. I just know everybody. <laughs> I know a lot of people got, you know. It's <laughs> a, <laughs> know, got, you know it's I'll a, be with it. It's a I'll, Tuesday I right? barely,
1: right? barely touched like, on page two of my notes so far. Man, I, I was about you, to say, you know uh, Kitten
3: comes with the homework assignments. like. He probably had three to four pages for each of your teams, and he did. And like I said, he he was gonna go at it, but like I said, we might have to do a part two. Like I said, this is probably my favorite <laughs> one so far out of all the out of all the episodes I've had last year and this year. Knew you guys were gonna come with the heat. Um, we'll will wrap it up tonight though. Maybe make a part two, you know, later on when everybody else got time. But to finish off the show. I will plug my bookie one more time. Like I said they match up to fifty percent off your first deposit and up to thousand dollars. That's the largest bonus in the industry. So, and they also have the highest credit card acceptance rate as well. So definitely go over to mybookie.com, use the uh, promo code Off the Ball Network, and let's all win big. Like I said, we always plug in Kenneth. He's had like seven, eight straight winning weeks yes. on golf. So know yes. a lot of us like we're interested in stuff. I you know, there's a few you know, big names that's won a few tournaments, not, but he definitely knows how to plug you in with all the golf. So if you want to win. Definitely check out Kenneth, read his article, go to mybookie.com, and then whatever he says, whoever he says to plug in, plug them in and get your money. Um, hey, I, I, before we oh, get here, yeah, I, I just say, want to tell y'all yeah, something. Yeah, yeah.
1: Number one, Facts Over Acts is where you can find us. We give you a, a few betting tips here and there on that as well. And uh, locked on Wolfpack at LO underscore Wolfpack, where you can find me on Twitter, Facts Over Acts on Twitter as well. Now, with that being said, uh, all these betting websites have the under over for NC State's wins this year at six. I'm telling you. <laughs> Take the over. They play six FCS or group of five teams. You'll mm-hmm. win yourself a lot of money. You'll win yourself a ton of money on a, a very point. easy bet. I'm telling yep. you. Anywho, that's just my, my take on that. You know, I, I couldn't let, let the betting go by without telling you Yeah, it it was it a, easy, yeah.
3: So <laughs> yeah, got it a a for the, for the, for the alma, alma, alma mater. I always struggle saying that. The alma mater as well. But uh, definitely do that. you say that, that that's that seems like an easy win. For in, in a lot of people's book but if,
1: if they went to one conference game yeah. and they win all of their out of conference games they you, you already got, got your money yeah. you've already got your money <laughs> got your off money. one conference game yeah. i'm yep. just saying
5: yep.
3: Yep. yep and that does it for the, tonight's episode again um the the poll should be up in a day or two i definitely would tweet it out everybody tag everybody as well but vote vote for you feel like won the nfc smack talk say so this was a, this was a good one it was a fun one and uh, really can't wait to do it again. I think we're this year, I think I'm gonna add in the wrinkle of doing we're gonna do post seasons, so we'll bring everybody back after <laughs> the season's over just to see if these bold predictions was right, these records were right, you know, the, oh, these takes during the episode was right. We're just gonna see who, who who had who knew their stuff and who didn't, but uh, that does it for us tonight. Um, here at What the Game Means to Me. You already know where to find us. Um, And definitely follow everybody at Off the Ball Network and all these amazing gentlemen's podcast shows, their YouTubes and everything as well. But again, appreciate everybody for joining in, appreciate you for commenting, and appreciate you guys for watching. We'll see you guys next time. Have a good one.